0: Welcome to the Healthy Body Podcast. My name is Brianna Wilkerson and I am your host. I'm a holistic health and life coach, essential oils advocate, and a CrossFit level one trainer. But most of all, I am a woman on a mission to get a healthy body that I love and I'm proud of and help women do the same. Because ladies, guess what, for far too long have we fallen victim to this dieting cycle that promises us short-term gain with no long-term results. But I'm here to say that if you are on it also would love to overcome yo-yo dieting, honor your body, and get a healthy body you love and you're proud of, I'm here to do it with you. Through establishing simple habits in your nutrition and nourishment, your exercise through movement, your stress management through relaxing, sleep through resting, uh, digestion through processing, toxic load through cleansing, and rewriting your mindset and beliefs through Appropriate mindset and habits, we can journey together to help you move from a place of shame to a place of honor with your body and get a healthy body you love and you're proud of. So, through this podcast, through my Healthy Body Resource Library, my challenge, my private community, and my coaching courses and programs, I help women do that. I help women really come to a place where they love and honor their body in a healthy, sustainable way. So, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you landed on this podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe and be sure to let me know what you think, because this podcast is all about you. All right, so before we get on to the next podcast uh, episode, listen to today's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by my one-on-one three-month coaching program. This is my signature program designed to help women create a customized way to ditch dieting, lose weight and reclaim their health for good it is a space where you will get coaching sessions unlimited email support and access to my course and resources and whatever you need to really help you see results and see results for good so if you're ready for that lifelong change book a discovery call and let's talk about it go to madewell345.com slash discovery call or look in the show notes and let's get started all right it's time for the episode Hey everyone, welcome back to the healthy body podcast. My name is Brianna Wilkerson. I'm your host and right now we are continuing our series talking about how you can be healthy in the holidays. The holidays is a time where you know I think you know I think it's, it's it's okay to give yourself permission to let loose a bit, to enjoy things a bit, but I think it's very easy to just completely let loose on all of our health and wellness goals and let what we're, we're, t- we're gonna talk about today, let's stress. Um, and just being overwhelmed and busy, just take our mind and body over. And so with me today, I have Laura Hansen, who is just going to talk to us about her story of being kind of a busy working career driven woman that just really struggle with because of the demands on her life and her, her body and her job to really handle stress in, in a good way. So she has done a lot of healing work for herself and now is leading other women through that, through different avenues. So thank you so much for joining us today, Laura.
1: Thank you. I am so excited to be here. And this is such a timely conversation. So I'm super excited to explore that with you today.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited too. Because I mean, that's a time I think, you know, where you're where you're you're trying to wrap things up at work, because you're going to go on a holiday, you're trying to like, probably have tons of family visiting, or you have to buy all these gifts. And it's just it can be such a beautiful time. But it can be very easy to not be present and not really, uh, enjoy the moment. So before we get into that and your tips around that, I would just love for you to share a little bit about your story, how you, you know, how you overcame a lot of this sort of stuff and what led you to still, you know, kind of, we were just talking about this before working full time in a completely different, um, kind of field, but still having this passion to help uh, women in this area. So just tell us a little bit about you and your story.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Anna. So. Essentially, if I reflect on what has led me to where I am today, I think it probably all starts back in college, those formative years. And I was a business student at UNC Chapel Hill, go heels. <laughs> and I was starting my first year in the business school as a junior. And it was just a very different environment than the rest of main campus. It was a bit more competitive, classes were smaller. And it was a very kind of cutthroat environment, not because of the way that we interacted with each other, but I think of the, the way that we created these perceptions of what we should be doing in terms of school and creating this competition maybe with our others, but also with ourselves. And I'll go back to that a little bit later. So. Um, had a great experience there. But when I first started, I had this perception, um, that it was a cutthroat environment and I was behind and I was always behind. And it got to the point where it was affecting my sleep pretty impactfully. And, so much so that the sleep deprivation actually really affected my – I didn't know this at the time. I found this out much later during my advanced training, but it was really impacting the neural pathways to my frontal lobe, so much so that I wasn't able to make small decisions like, what should I wear? Should I shower in the evening or the morning? And I was really debilitated to the point where – I had a bit of a breakdown, and fortunately, I was grounded enough to call my parents, reach out for help, and was able to get back on track through some rest and the support system that I had in my life, but really, that was the first time that I encountered stress-induced anxiety and the debilitating effects, and so I overcame that, had a great experience, um, at UNC and enjoy the business school. And it was interesting too how my perspective shifted of the culture once I was able to ground myself in the present and stop focusing on all the things that I should be doing and, and really engaging in mental time travel, which I'll touch on a little bit later as well. But I was much more grateful for the experiences, the relationships that I developed, and I really did realize that the competition in my mind was really created by myself, and, and that was actually really powerful for me, and I took that with me when I then graduated from UNC and went on to start working in management consulting in Charlotte. And you know, the first year in management consulting was really tough. It's a, it's a big transition from college to the working world, and time management is critical, and you have all these different demands and choices to make regarding your well-being, whether you acknowledge it or not. And so in that first year, I was working long hours. Um, I was really passionate about health and wellness, working out, nutrition, fitness, just when I was in college and as an athlete in high school. And all of that kind of fell to the wayside a little bit because I was really challenged to manage my time and prioritize my well-being. And I will honestly say that in that first year, I, I didn't. I fell prey to stress-induced anxiety again and and wasn't honoring those practices and those rhythms that supported my body and my entire being. And so I kind of noticed the symptoms start to flare up again. I wasn't feeling as clear um, from a mental perspective and I wasn't feeling as energized from a physical perspective. And the anxiety was really starting to come up again. And so I was able to kind of recenter through the practice of yoga, which I had rediscovered and found that as such a powerful tool as a woman in the corporate world. And ultimately, that's what led me to pursue my yoga teacher training in Maui for three weeks. And then I came back and couldn't get enough. And so I dove deeper into yoga and its philosophy and therapeutic applications in a 300 hour advanced teacher training, which I'm wrapping up actually end of this year. So that's a long winded response, but I didn't want to leave anything out. So I'll pause there and see if you have any questions.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you could be as long winded as you want, but cause I think that's your story, <laughs> but I love just what you're, you're just being really real here. Like in the sense where, I mean, I've had a lot of people on the podcast who's had different stories, but when it comes to stress, like I, I love how you how you talked about how you created this competition within yourself, like in your own perception and your own mind, because as women who are driven to uh achieve, to put our name in the world, to show that we can also, you know, we just feel like we can do everything. And we really can't because we're human. And so we all realize this at different points. And I'm realizing this as I enter my 30s. It's like I just don't have the stamina that I did when I was 20. And which is good. I think it's good that I'm realizing this. And I love how you, how you connected it to the physiological thing happening, how you literally could not make a decision because your body was just like, we have been burnt out. We have been so mentally stressed. And so I'm not going to stress you out at all. So I'm not going to give you the ability to decide something as simple as like, what am I going to wear? And so I think this happens to us as women, a lot more than we realize. And instead of, Retreating inward and just kind of doing that rest and recharging, or even reaching out, that like you did, we just keep pushing on until literally we keep breaking down. We keep having to take days off. We keep just, you know, uh, in that in that state. So I love how you broke that cycle by simply reaching out for help to a loved one, to a friend. And then you, you know, you took the step further to just develop yourself in in those techniques. So tell us a little bit, I know you're wrapping up your, 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 your certification and everything, but tell us a little bit about some of the things you've learned through that, that have helped you really, uh, really in, you know, as you still work and have a busy demanding job, really learn to practice being mindful and, you know, calming that overactive, like fight or flight stress response.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think what I've learned from not only my foundational two hundred hour training but also this advanced therapeutic teacher training, which I'm wrapping up those those nuggets of of information and tangible practices that I've been able to take with me and weave into my working life and also share with others as I do a lot of work with individuals in the corporate world because it's so powerful it's a population that really is experiencing a lot of stress and perhaps not acknowledging or realizing the full effects of that um, has been so powerful and so instrumental in the way that I approach that population. And, um, you know, it's interesting, there are actually some correlations that can be made between individuals have who have experienced, you know, high levels of trauma and and the brain activity that you see or lack thereof in terms of the neural pathways to the frontal lobe which is responsible for executive function like power of choice which i talked about a little bit in my own personal story is analogous to somebody who has experienced a high allostatic load or has really been holding on to prolonged stress and so i think it's really interesting because when you are experiencing burnout which is pretty much what i just described in in the truest sense of the word and if you're someone who's a you know high functioning member of society you've got a job a home family all of those things that we tend to associate with someone who's a grounded individual um, and you're experiencing those symptoms you're experiencing burnout and it's it's the same sort of thing that someone who has experienced high levels of trauma is is also experiencing and I think that's really important correlation to make and I make that now just because I think there's a lot of stigma associated with individuals who are for example experiencing homelessness or um, other populations that just have experienced so much trauma that we can't necessarily relate to it but at the same time we're all human and we all um, have similar neurological structure and so when you think about what it takes for someone to get to that point, it's pretty mind blowing that in the modern day environment, that stress from just living life in a, in a fairly functional situation can take us to that same point. Um, but dialing that back a little bit. So when I think about some of the practices that I've learned that have been particularly powerful for me as a woman in the working world and for my colleagues and my peers as well, Um, Breath work, meditation, and reflection have all been incredibly powerful, and they're all rooted in the practice of mindfulness, which is really training your attention without judgment. And for a lot of people, those three types of practices can be very intimidating. It can be difficult to know where to start. And so I always like to help people by saying, start where you are. And it doesn't have to be a complicated process, Um, so for example, with breath work, simply noticing your breath is really the first step to practicing mindfulness. We forget that the breath is a really grounding and centering mechanism in our bodies. And, um, I'd like to think that it was created to center us and connect us all on a deeper level, both with each other and with ourselves. So, I also want to note, and I know we geeked out on this a little bit before we started here, uh, talk about the, the nervous system a little bit, and that's actually been something that I found to be most interesting just because I'm someone who has experienced stress-induced anxiety, and when I think back to those periods of my life, I wish I had known what was happening in my body because I feel like I would have reacted a little bit differently. So, just to break it down, when we are experiencing high levels of stress um, you know, it goes back to the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system, and or the SNS and and um, PSNS and the SNS. We tend to associate with flight. So it's like the adrenaline's pumping, pumping. There's inflammation in the body. It's um, it's something that we feel during heightened periods of stress. And so our breath quickens. Um, perhaps you are not thinking as clearly. And uh, when we deepen our breath, when we along those exhales, we can actually slow the breath back down, um, which has a relationship with the vagus nerve, and that actually returns our body back to homeostasis. So by practicing regular breath work, as simple as something called a progressive exhalation, which is where you inhale, perhaps on a count of four, then exhale to a count of six, inhale to a count of four, lengthen, exhale to a count of six, inhale to a count of four, and then perhaps lengthen, exhale to a count of eight, a simple practice like that for a period of time can actually train our parasympathetic nervous system to be more dominant than our sympathetic nervous system, especially during periods of stress. I'll pause. <laughs> I know I, I went down a rabbit trail there, but I think it's a really powerful one.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's similar to something that I, um, I once kind of learned in uh, Dr. Andrew wheel. I think his name is when I was taking my health coaching certification, just mentioned this four, seven, eight count where you breathe in for four, hold it for seven, exhale for eight. And obviously the length of your breath kind of increase, the idea is to do it longer and you do it f- a maximum of four times. Like when you're first doing it, it's like one, two, three, four, you know, really quickly. Right. But it is so amazing as simple as breathing because it really does do what you're saying. It just calms your body. It calms your mind. So even digestive wise, like some of the people on my podcast have shared this, that some of the best things you can do with your digestion is to take some breaths before you eat. Because you know, usually you're like busy cooking, you're doing things, you're eating, and you're like, you're still actually in this simple, you know, sympathetic. And really, if the parasympathetic is this rest and digest response, if we're still like fight or flight while we're eating, which, you know, we all, all are there, body's not able to even digest our food as good as it should be. So I think what you're saying is like so powerful, but yet so hard. We find it so hard to just sit down. And breathe. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's it's tough, right?
1: <laughs> I think you know, we're always on the move too, and we're always thinking about a potential future event, or we're worrying about maybe a past mistake or fixating on the past, and we're really in this space of mental time travel that we forget to be present.
0: Sorry, I muted myself just so <laughs> we couldn't hear there's some background noise. But yeah, I I, I I agree. I think it's just like learning to like, and even um, you know what I've what I was talking with someone the other day is for me, it's because you know working full time and then having stuff at night for that I, you know, for my business, I've had to like really try to dedicate one night a week to just like there's just space, just space where it's like I can fill it however I want to fill it, but that's life giving because if you left up to the world and everyone else, it's like and if you're not watching that every single night can get filled. Every single weekend can get filled every single moment of every single day, but like allocating like what we call white or gold space to just kind of be can allow even, even that reset button um, there. So love that. I love how you talked about breath work. And then you mentioned two others, meditation and reflection. Just uh, tell us a little bit about those. And then we can kind of definitely at the end of that relate, relate that to the holidays, but just tell us a little bit. I think this goes for any time of year. So Uh, I think it's important we explore that before we just get to the holidays. But yeah, tell us a little bit about meditation and reflection.
1: Absolutely. So meditation is also really powerful and it's a practice that I've continued to work on myself um, in terms of creating a regular practice because studies have shown that a more regular practice will give you more of the benefit. So um, increased clarity of mind, productivity, creativity, creativity lower levels of inflammation in the body, and the list goes on. But meditation can be something that's very intimidating for some people because they think, man, I don't know how to empty my mind or I don't know how to clear my mind. And that's really not what meditation is about. If we go back to the foundation of mindfulness and explore a mindfulness-based meditation, it's really about noticing the present moment without judgment. So noticing sensation, noticing the breath, And I often encourage people to start with a nice breath work practice prior to starting meditation because it really prepares the body on a physical level for that level of attention. And so for me, meditation can be as simple as focusing on a question, something like how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? And just letting myself explore that a little bit deeper, or perhaps it could be a mantra like I am power, I am strength and just focusing on those words and guiding my attention there. Or it could be something like a body scan if I'm feeling really tense and just letting my attention travel from the top of my head down to my feet and just actively releasing tension in those parts of the body. And there's so many different ways to approach meditation. And when you find the one that works for you, you can start to dive into that a little bit more Deeply, but I think the power of meditation is that it really grounds you and centers you in the present moment. It prevents you from engaging in mental time travel, and it really helps you connect with your intuition, which is really powerful in the modern world. Because I think there are so many times where we go to to books or we go to podcasts like this, which is great. But I think if you're relying on all of these external sources for your own knowledge and your own wisdom, then you're totally ignoring that which lies within you. And I think meditation is a really powerful way to connect with your being, connect with your thoughts and your emotions in a really powerful way that enables you to show up in the world as a much more empowered version of yourself. And I want to add to that as well, that, you know, we talked a little bit about trauma. And, you know, when I, when I say the word trauma, a lot of people think of someone who experiences a very traumatic, life-changing event. But in reality, we've all experienced uh, what one of my mentors, Erin Telford, calls little t traumas. And that's something as simple as someone saying something to you that was hurtful or something you didn't agree with during the day or something didn't go your way during the day and it chips away at you and you don't necessarily have the time to process it because we're moving at such a fast pace thanks to technology that we can actually process our emotions at the rate at which they're occurring and so um, a simple practice such as checking in with yourself at any time feeling those physical manifestations perhaps stress or sadness or anxiety and you're not fully understanding why it is you're feeling that way is a great opportunity for you to hit pause, check in with yourself, maybe through a little breath work, and then a simple reflection meditation, asking yourself, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling that way? So you can actually process that emotion, move through it and continue on your day. And so I've touched a little bit on reflection. I like to often combine reflection and meditation for a really well-rounded practice especially if you're just getting started. It can be comforting to know that it's okay for you to be thinking fast. You're not trying to quiet your mind and embrace that through the power of reflection. But reflection is also a really powerful way to deepen your sense of gratitude on a daily basis, especially during periods of stress. And so I've worked with people in terms of different gratitude practices that are very simple, maybe just three questions at the end of each day um you know something as simple as like what's something I'm thankful for today what was the highlight of my day what was something that I learned today that can really shift your perception of potentially negative events into something that was actually quite enriching it can change your entire perspective
0: so good so good so let's I, I think it would be really great to even explore a practical way to um yeah a practical way to to apply these three things at the end but let's then talk about like the holidays. The holidays is a time, you know, that we are, it's just crazy. It's madhouse. It's so fun. But you know what I feel like I say this to people all the time. And and this is like, I think something we need to shift is that we're doing so much work to get ready for Thanksgiving. And then we're doing so much work. I mean, probably more work to get ready for like Christmas. There's the decorations, there's the lights, there's all of this sort of stuff. And then even New Year's after, but, and then Christmas day comes. And I don't know about you, but most of the time I'm like, I just want to eat and go to sleep. I don't want to like, I am so exhausted, you know? And obviously I think Christmas is, if, we're, if we reframe it as Christmas is a season, which it really is, I think we can try to be present in every single moment versus trying to like get ready for this one day. But I think it still happens where, you know, the, the day that we're trying to prepare for comes and we don't have the even the energy or the capacity to be even be mindful. Um, in it. So I don't know, what are your thoughts around that? As like the holiday season is almost to me like Halloween until like the New Year's. It's it's quite a long bit of time. But how do people approach this, particularly stress and sleep, from a place of like, no, 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 I can't go be like that <laughs> this year? Like, what are some practical ways they can manage their stress and also make sure they get rest?
1: Oh, I love that question. I think it you said it's so relevant for the entire year, but even more so during the holidays, because we are torn with these different obligations that require us to choose. And I think it all starts with recognizing that we always have the power to choose. We can choose how we spend our time, where we focus our energy, who we spend our time with. And I think to me, that is a very comforting principle. And so I think a great way to approach the holidays is to set intentions for the holidays. Maybe spend some time thinking about the experiences that you want to create for yourself, for your family, friends, loved ones. What are some practices that you want to integrate to really center and ground you? And we can talk a little bit about this, but a lot of ways that you can prepare yourself for periods of stress, such as the holidays is, to really create this toolbox of practices that you know will center you and relax you, and then also alternatively inspire and ignite you, because this can be a very exciting time of year. And so I think if you can get quiet before this period of the holidays begins, and really focus on what are the activities and practices that center and relax you? And then secondly, what are the activities or practices that ignite or inspire you? And start to practice those and integrate those into your routine in advance of the holidays. You'll have this toolbox to fall back on when the holidays strike. And so that's one way I think you can start to prepare for the holidays. And once you're actually in those situations, I think, again, remembering that you have the power to choose Practice that powerful little word, no, and know that you can say no to things if they're not honoring your rhythms and the ebbs and flows of your your life, especially during the holidays. And I think, too, just practicing some of those different activities that we've talked about so far in terms of breathwork and meditation can help you stay really clear on what your intentions are for the holiday. And then also remind you kind of what the spirit of the holiday season is all about, because ultimately there is a lot going on. There's lots of opportunities for events and different obligations, but if they aren't encouraging that spirit of joy and gratitude, which is really what the holidays are all about, then they're really detracting from your experience and recognizing that you have the ability to create your own experience with the choices that you make can actually be a very powerful shift for people and so I think also carving out time for rest and that that looks different for everyone And I don't just mean sleep although I will say that giving that eight hours as as you talked about before is you know but carving out time for rest so going back to those practices that I mentioned that relax you or center you it could be something like following up with a good book or for some people spending time with family can be very relaxing for others not so much and so just being really conscious of your energy and learning how to manage your energy is really powerful especially during the holidays
0: yeah i think i love what you're saying because even um i was recently reading uh steph Godro, uh, one of her book uh, her book called the core four and she just even talked about like Uh, sleep and just the idea of like, it's not just, or even rest, it's not just about the eight hours because you can actually get some solid eight hours. And then the whole time you're up, the 16 hours you're up, be running like crazy. And that is just as harmful for your body. And so I think that's one thing I've been learning. And that goes back to me, like carving out periods of rest throughout my week. And then in longer extended time on the weekend, because I just recognize my natural tendency. If anyone's familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a three, so I'm an achiever. So it's like, Oh wait, I have a free hour. I could totally get this thing done. And you know, which is good. Like I'm productive, but it can lead to exhaustion and it could lead to uh, even when I'm trying to sleep. Cause I think we think the opposite will happen. Like well, I burnt myself out all week and then you try to sleep and actually you're still so wired that you cannot sleep. And so I think it, I think I love just what you're saying is like carving out that time, which seems counterintuitive. Like I have so much to do. It's the holidays, extra added stress, but carving out that time for rest for however, however it looks like for you. So let's talk about in a little bit. What's like a, maybe create a little, I don't know, five minute practice for us right now where we're applying, like we could actually use this right like during the holidays and in general that you can uh, use breathwork meditation and reflection. Like what would that look like kind of five minutes at a time or something?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that question. I think it's a great practice. And before we dive into that, just one other thing I'll add is, is mm-hmm. in terms of setting an intention for that holiday season, you can even add some visualization into that practice. Yeah, and definitely. That. So really sitting down I and mean, when you're setting that intention for the holiday season, creating, in your mind's eye what does the experience look like for you what does it feel like for you and then when opportunities arise social obligations other things you can have that as a barometer does this align with this experience that I want to create for myself and if the answer is no you have full permission to say no and to hit pause and and pursue another path and I think right. that's the way to approach the holidays
0: yeah yeah totally
1: awesome okay so Thinking about perhaps a five-minute practice you could engage in during the holidays or to prepare yourself for the holidays, I would always start with breath work because when you start with the body, a lot of times the mind will follow. Mm. And so it can be as simple as simply sitting wherever you are. And if you're driving, I would highly recommend hitting pause and perhaps (laughs) returning to your home. (laughs)
0: No, you're just talking about that like, well, we don't want to make, don't (laughs) close your eyes while driving.
1: Don't close your eyes, but if you are driving, you can certainly kind of sit a little taller, maybe turn the music off and Mm -hmm. tune in sounds around you and your breath as well. All of that can be done while driving, but please do keep your eyes open. (laughs) Yes. Uh, If you're not driving and then you're, and you're in a place that you can close your eyes comfortably and feel safe and and grounded, please do so because that's a great way to go ahead and eliminate any distractions. So whenever I'm leading a yoga class, when we start with breath work, I'll encourage people to really ground through their sitting bones or perhaps their feet and really lift through the chest and draw the shoulders down and back. So allowing the spine to really hold you up during that, lower belly in towards the spine to stabilize really feeling the power that's in your body what it feels like to be grounded noticing any sensation perhaps what your pants feel like beneath your hands and the sensation of the chair below you and then start to tune in with any sounds around you perhaps there's different sounds that you're hearing from your surroundings and instead of Viewing those as a distraction, start to view them as part of the experience. So, really getting acclimated with where you are and meeting yourself where you are now. And once you feel grounded, stable, and safe, you can start to notice the breath. Perhaps first without changing the breath, just simply noticing it without judgment, noticing what it feels like when the chest and belly rise and fall with your inhales and exhales and perhaps any areas where you're carrying tension maybe in the neck the shoulders between the eyes maybe your jaws clenched so maybe starting to release the jaw as well and softening those spaces that feel tight or tense and then starting to control the breath a little bit more lengthening the inhales and exhales even starting with a few cleansing breaths, inhaling through the nose, and exhaling through the mouth. Moving through that, a couple more rounds, really starting to prepare the breath a little bit more, and then come back to a relatively regular breathing pattern, continuously lengthening the exhales, perhaps keeping the inhales a bit stable and then noticing how the sensations in the body start to shift. Perhaps you start to notice the body start to relax. Perhaps your mind feels more clear. Perhaps any of those emotions that were taking you out of the present moment start to fall away. And then as you continue with this breathing practice, feeling the ground beneath your feet or beneath the tailbone, continuing to breathe, and then starting to reflect upon how you're feeling. and Maybe explore a little bit about why you're feeling this way. Continuing with the breath, and then perhaps shifting the mind to how you'd like to feel, kind of visualizing what that experience would look like for you in the present moment perhaps going back to some of those practices that calm or center you, or perhaps those practices that ignite and inspire you, and start to really shape this experience and these practices that allow you to create the experience that you want in your life during periods of stress and during periods of peace. Maybe even visualize yourself completing one of those activities or practices. What does it feel like in the moments? Who are you with? What are you doing? What emotions are you experiencing? And how does your body feel? Really allowing yourself to create that experience in your mind's eye. Continuing to deepen those exhales, perhaps allowing the body to physically relax even further. And slowly letting everything else dissolve until you have this one intention, this one mantra that supports you where you are and meets you where you are. As you continue to breathe and feel stable and grounded, safe and secure, you can start to lower the chin down to the chest and allow the eyelids to blink open, slowly raise the head back up. Ready to conquer the day ahead of you. How was that for a little practice?
0: That was great. I'm going to have to replay that. <laughs> and it's just, you know, I just think it's just so powerful to like, I feel like it's, we probably feel it's indulgent, like it's indulgent to, to like just sit. It was. And, and to pause, and I think, for even for five minutes, it's like I don't know. I just every time I practice something like that, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's totally it's so much
1: more productive too. When you yes. feel about clarity, that groundedness, and it's it's kind of ironic when you think about all the times you push through when your body's telling you it needs rest or your mind's mm-hmm, telling you that mm-hmm. it's rest, and you spend three hours working on something that might have taken me 30 minutes had you only listened.
0: Totally. And, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, I just finished this at this time of the recording, finished up this hormone series. And I had a lot of people talking about the menstrual cycle. And I just was learning a lot about it personally. And just even in regards to when we're actually having our periods. since there's four different phases, it's kind of known as winter. And it's the time where we're actually like supposed to shrink back and be more reflective and be more aware because our body's actually literally releasing not like physically but like it's releasing all of this stuff and we're supposed to recluse a bit. But I'm gonna tell you like historically during my period I'm like, oh yeah, I have pains. I got to push through. And I think that's just not with our period. That's with our lives. We're just like push through, push through, push through. But to really like take control and being like, I just can't. I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't, you know?
1: And I think it's true. Just back to your point. It sounds like, you know, when we push through that, we're really not listening to our body and we're not listening to our intuition and we're certainly not honoring our rhythms. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Not, not honoring it at all. So really just having to like do that deep work at that and not give into that. And so so I just I mean that's so helpful I think that that's something we can use in the holidays that's something we can use in general uh at, at all times. So uh, you know as we kind of wrap up just thinking through like obviously people should practice that but what is like if people are listening and people I think many women of us might say respond to this particular podcast and be like that sounds great um and that's wishful thinking like wishful thinking like we just we have we have chosen like literally in that statement, in that mindset, it's a mindset that we have chosen to let life just happen to us and, and to just continue in the vein of like, we're not going to take care of ourselves. So a lot of the women that even I end up working with do come for like to be healthy overall, but to do come for weight loss. And I think one of the things that I try to push is like, listen, actually some of the the best tools that you can use to losing weight and losing it for good is not just nutrition and exercise. It's literally stress management and sleep because your body, when it's rumming on that cortisol and when it's not getting that melatonin to sleep and rest well, like it it holds on to everything in your body because it's trying to survive and it's actually hungrier because it needs more energy because you're just overworking it. So it's like this is something we need to fight for. Like we need to fight to really like just – manage our stress and sleep well. And it could be literally five minutes at a time and yeah. build our way up. You know,
1: I, I think it, it always, you just have to start where you are. And I think right. to maybe should the mindset a little bit, mm-hmm. I've heard the analogy before that meditation breath break as well, it's like going to the gym, but for your mind. And mm-hmm. so if we do it that way. It's something we'll schedule a little bit more urgently than perhaps we would otherwise especially if we liken it to a workout for our physical bodies Mm. and so I always tell people to just start um, schedule it schedule it schedule it because it requires that repetitiveness to really build a habit that eventually becomes part of your routine and your regular practice right and so I think you had a great point start with five minutes in the morning and the evening and work your way up continue Mm -hmm. to build and I also think to just noticing what, what time of day is the most optimal time for you to meditate mm-hmm. is powerful. Some people, the morning is the best time, and that really is a great time to meditate. And after workout can be a really great time to meditate because your body is so active. It's really easy to really tune it back in with the mind. And so post-workout is a great time to meditate. Um, in the evenings before bed is also a really great time to meditate and prepare mm-hmm. your body for sleep. And I think viewing this as a a journey of self-exploration is Mm -hmm. also really key because when you start to view it as an opportunity to get to know yourself a little bit more and actually tune in with what works well with your mind and body and what doesn't, Mm -hmm. then you start to realize that you really do have the power to choose how you spend your time and how you focus your energy. And I think that can change for a lot of people the way that they show up in the world around them make them more responsive and less reactive, which is another thing that during the holidays and during periods of stress, we tend to react because like Mm -hmm. you said, we're just trying to survive. We're just trying to make it. But if we're coming from a place of clarity, of of groundedness, of centeredness, then we can respond in a much more logical, creative, inspired manner. And that really gets back to the heart of gratitude and joy, which is what the holidays are all about. Yeah,
0: so good. Well, tell us a little bit. I mean, this was so great. So I hopefully people listen to this on repeat, but uh, tell us a little bit then, like, I know you have um, a freebie that you're, you're giving away. So tell us a little bit about that, what it is and how people can kind of get that.
1: Absolutely. So what I would like to offer your listeners is a holistic mentorship mini session. And so when I work with people one-on-one, we typically do this for an hour or longer, But really what this session is designed to do is really dive into those practices that help you nurture your mind, body, spirit, home and sense of community, but in a way that's really tailored to fit you. So if we go back to that meditation practice that we just embarked upon together, it's really diving deeper into what is it that centers me and what is it that inspires me and really helps me lead my most vibrant life. Mm -hmm. And in a way that nurtures all these different aspects of my being because chances are a lot of the times we're neglecting at least one or more of those areas. And so I think it's really important to highlight that wellness is not a one-size-fits-all one yeah. you know, solution. And so really helping people to understand they can start where they are and they have the power to explore and find what works for them be a total game changer and can reset the entire trajectory of your Mm -hmm. life and so this is something that normally clients would pay to do but i would love to offer this to your listeners as a free way to get started and embark upon their own wellness journey and explore some of these practices in a way that's tailored to fit their unique individual needs and i think it can be a great journey of self-exploration and self-discovery
0: so good and then would they I think you sent me a link. Would it just like click the link or do they have to email you or?
1: No, no. I wanted to make it easy as possible. Okay, Sometimes okay. To fill out uh, like an email and send it and craft it can right. be barrier. And so I want to make it as easy as possible. You just have to select a time and then I'll get an email and then we'll go from there. So um, that's one thing I wanted to mention, but I know we also connected a little bit later. And I also wanted to share for those of you mm-hmm. who want to get right now, with some of those prompts that I talked about during the meditation and during our conversation. I've got a couple of freebies that you can pull from my website, and I sent the links to you, Brianna, so you feel free to link those as well. But one of those is my daily journal prompts, which is really an intro guide to reflection and introspection. So I give you three questions you can use in the morning and three questions you can use in the evening just to help you start to develop this practice of reflection and help you really tune in and connect with your intuition every day. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a redesign your routine worksheet, which is all about diving a little bit deeper into a routine that protects your energy and helps you manage it mm-hmm. every day as well. So I wanted to highlight this as well. If, you, if you're if you the type of person who likes to have hand notes that you can print out and right all over and, and
0: use again and again, definitely check those out as well. Great, great. Well, thank you so much. I, before we go, just would love to share, um, for you to share where people can find you on the World Wide Web that we know is social media and your website.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So I catch things pretty simple. I am proud of myself for this because I once had a, a different name and I went by on social media and that made things a bit tricky. But now on all social media accounts and my website. I'm officially Laurajhanson.com. So that's my website. And then on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, my handle is just at Laura Super okay. simple.
0: Super. That's like mine is everything is made while well, three four five. It's like that's just the way it's <laughs> well, going to go.
1: Exactly. Right? Yeah. Simplify. That's Very one sim- area of your definitely simplify. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: that's where I'm at. Even in like my life, my business, my relationship, you know, everything is like, let's just get simple. Let's get simple, simple. And it's just so funny because it's like, I don't know. I just feel like it, it actually, once you start to like set your intentions of like, this is what's going to help me in this season. I think sometimes there's scarcity mindset of like, Oh, I'll miss out on this. or I'll miss out on this. It's like, but whenever I'm like set my intentions, I mean, this is just in general, I uh, of like, no, this is going to be the boundary I'm going to create for this season. It is amazing the like flow and the like opportunities that come when you're just like creating this intention of like, for example, like there's going to be upcoming that's very busy next three months. I'm like, I'm going to kind of try to reduce the amount that I do, particularly at certain times of the day, because I just need that time to recharge. And it's like, all right, the tendency is to be like, oh no, what if, what if I miss out? What if I miss out? Like, oh no, what if I like actually... Rest and be restored, and can have more opportunities that come my way. So, let's do this with an abundance mindset, people. Abundance, abundance.
1: Yeah, you're, is that a prime example of mental time travel into the future. Oh, right? yeah, we never like, talked about is? that.
0: Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that's what you just described is a great example of worrying so much about a potential future event, or, you know, a lot of times that's correlated with anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. So, it's fixating on a past mistake, and really taking yourself out of the present moment. And so when we engage in practices like breath work and meditation, we're really strengthening that mind-body connection and bringing ourselves back into our bodies, back into the present moment. And so I think any of the practices we talked about are a great way to kind of stop yourself when you're engaging in mental time travel. I think also just shifting your awareness. So for example, when you're experiencing all of these different things that could be happening, right? And you're like, oh, well, maybe I should say yes because if I don't, then X, Y, and Z will happen. Kind of stopping yourself in in your tracks and recognizing that's what's happening um, and Mm -hmm. say, okay, well, I am clearly engaging in mental time travel, so I'm going to stop that and do something that brings me back into the present moment can be really powerful. And I think that's something that is really interesting for us to keep in mind, especially during the holidays, because as we talked about, our to-do lists get longer. And our obligations grow louder, and it's really easy to lose ourselves in, in all of that noise.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally, totally is so good. Well, thank you so much for joining us and just sharing all your tidbits. I'm like, you know, this is why I love, personally, love the podcast. It's like partially selfish, but partially for my people. It's like it's just a good reminder for me. It's like I got a little coaching right there. Just like, okay, Brianna, go take five minutes today. Go take five five minutes tomorrow, and just connect connect be mindful meditate reflect breathe so good
1: yeah and then set personal boundaries during the holidays mm-hmm. because everything that you say yes to you're saying no to something else so make sure that, so that thing you're saying to you is not something that at the core of your being you really want to do
0: mm-hmm. love it well thank you so much again and everyone make sure you check out the show notes, um, make sure you, so you can get access to everything Laura mentioned and make sure you also listen to the sponsor. Um, that will give you more details on how you can even get more supported in the holidays. All right. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Healthy Body Podcast. I'm so honored to be with you each time you listen. All right, a couple of things before you go. Please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. The more people that do that, the more feedback I get, but the more people that can see this podcast. So wherever you're listening to it, subscribe to it there. Second thing is, if you would like to call in and leave a voice message in the form of a question or your, even your review, feel free to do that through the Anchor app. Just go to my podcast after you download the anchor app from your app store go to where it says voice message and you can leave it there third thing is if you would like to uh, support this podcast and it's ongoing uh, you know podcast episodes and the guest episodes well, feel free to do that. There are now, There's now an option through the Anchor app that you can do that. You just go to Anchor and click listener support and there's three different levels that you can support the ongoing work of this podcast. And fourth thing is stay tuned briefly as I mention again, the sponsor of this podcast. Without sponsorships, both sponsors that I do as well as other people do, this podcast would not be possible. All right, tune in for the sponsor and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode. Just want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by my 101 on one three-month coaching program. This is a coaching program designed to give you, as a busy woman, customized support to help you ditch dieting, lose weight, and reclaim your health for good. With coaching sessions, email support in between, access to my private Facebook group, um, access to all my courses, you will have all that you need and more to see your health goals come into life. So if you're willing to change, if you're willing to invest, and if you're willing to approach this from the long term point of view, I'm willing to do it with you. I have a few spots available for the fall. So book a discovery call today and let's see if it's a great fit for you. Go to madewell345.com slash discovery call madewell345.com discovery call and let's get started. All right. See you on the next episode.